0: Hi, and thank you for listening to Dream 10X Radio, where we interview people attempting to live extraordinary lives. Our twofold purpose is to both direct and inspire people bold enough to do the same. Dream 10X, face your fears, and make to episode 37 of the dream 10x podcast it's your boy jc and i just finished 5k erg on my concept two ergometer and it was slow but uh, got my blood going got a little bit of a stink going on and i just like sitting on the seat because you can just like go back and forth all day and just think about nothing and actually when i'm erging i do just pretty much think about nothing I don't like any music or anything like that I just get in the zone and just relax and meditate and that's one of the reasons I love rowing so much but uh, I wanted to wax a little philosophical right now about the importance of dreaming big and I just wanted to share with you a period that I went through in my life in 2011 yeah 2011 2000 yeah 2011 I was going through divorce, and I felt like an utter failure as a husband and a complete failure as a dad. And I kind of played suicide. I was really at the lowest point in my life. I pretty much, I lost all my money, and I lost my family, and I lost everything. And I thought I was done, I thought I was over. And one of the ways I mentally, my parents were very concerned with me, and they were very loving and supportive at that time, and so that really helped me get through a big part of that problem period that I went through. Problem period. But another thing that really helped me was to set my sights on a big scary objective that I never really thought I could accomplish. And that was just completing an Ironman. And I'd done some Olympic triathlons in the past, but nothing serious and never thought in a million years that I could go out and swim two miles and then run a marathon. Or, or swim two miles and then ride a bike for 112 miles and then run a marathon, I never thought that that was something that I could physically do, especially within the allotted time period. You know, Maybe I could do it in a week, but you only have like 16 hours to finish it. So I never thought that would be something that was possible for me. And uh, one of the people that really inspired me during that period was a woman that I used to row with, Olin Huxley, she probably doesn't know this, but uh, she was running, uh, Ironmans all the time at the time. She lived in Hawaii from what I could tell on Facebook and actually did the Conan Championships a few times. And that was just really inspiring to me that somebody I used to row with could do something so amazing in a completely different sport. So I thought, well, why not me? Why not try that? So uh, I started taking the first steps towards completing an Ironman. And I, I finished it and got the shirt to prove it. Ironman Louisville 2012. And so the difference a year makes. So 2011, I was seriously contemplating suicide for a brief period of time. And in 2012, I finished an Ironman just because I set my sights on this huge goal and started chipping away at the little small steps that I needed to get there. And that was a life-changing experience for me. And I just wanted to share that. The, the beauty of giving yourself the freedom to think about a huge objective and to shoot for it can really change your life for the better. Um, logically, it could change your life for the worse too, but it could change your life for the better. And something like that, a story like that, I think really helps exemplify the importance of, of shooting for big goals in your life. You, you can end up a better person in shooting for it. Um, I tried to, to, to join the Olympic sculling team at one point. I failed in doing that, but I, was a, I became a better person in that journey. And I made a ton of friends along the way, lifelong friends. Uh, I love the people that I I row with and have rowed with in the past. And my rowing friends and community have been tremendous for me. And I, again, rowing is a big part of my life even though I'm not getting on the water right now because I'm spending a lot of time doing other things. But uh, I do still sit on this concept 2 erg every now and then and it helps clear my brain and it helps keep my heart healthy and it's just been a great thing to meld into my lifestyle. Um, another thing that really uh, improved my life was in 2000 and when was it 2009 I set out to uh, solo row from Reedville, Virginia to Tanger Island in the middle of Chesapeake Bay. I thought it would be fun to do that. It's about a 28 mile trip round trip if you do it all in one day. And so I set out as a solo rower to to do this and realized I got out to the Smith Point Lighthouse and realized, man, this is a lot harder than I thought. And I'm really stupid uh, in a lot of ways, but really stupid to come out here by myself. So I regrouped, came back, uh, still had my sights on uh, accomplishing this goal or dream. And I recruited a friend of mine, Mike Alturas, and he was nice enough to uh, Accompanied me the next year on attempting the same journey. And uh, he got up with me at 4.30 in the morning and we set out in the, the pitch dark morning and went out past Smith Point Lighthouse out to the middle of Chesapeake Bay and made it to Tanger Island. He didn't row a lot, but he was with me. And he was with me the whole way. He was my friend, he was encouraging. He took a lot of video and pictures and stuff. And uh, the two of us got through that journey together, and it was an amazing experience. It it was a life-changing experience for me. Even though it was a 28-mile row, it was an accomplishment of a big goal. And before I set out there, I took a lot of class in piloting and charting and seamanship and safety at sea. And I really took this thing seriously, and we we finally accomplished it together. And it, it was an amazing experience, and I have such fond memories. It changed my life. And I, even to this day, every time I row, I, I love thinking back to that period when we were out on the Chesapeake Bay, getting it done, finishing this big, huge objective. So the power of dreams is wonderful and I encourage you all to uh, come up, let yourself dream, be be ridiculous. Let yourself be ridiculous and conjure up these ideas, these objectives for your life and, and go for them. You never know what's going to happen and it, it could change your life for the better. So that's what Dream10x is all about. Um, Also sitting on this erg and going back and forth is a lot of fun. So get a Concept2 ergometer and get out there and put some meters in, clear your head. It's good. But anyway, I just wanted to share this quick little video to introduce the other video snippet that this is going to be part of, this episode 37, where uh, I was in Orlando last week and uh attending a mastermind with brandon t adams and jeff hoffman and brandon was very busy the whole time we were doing some he was setting up his film he was working with his film crew to do some video filming some interviews with jeff hoffman and some other video segments with his film crew there with uh, sean and guys company and um, I was able to grab him just for a brief moment and pull him out of the house. And uh, to talk about his book, the, the Road to Success, which I just recently read. He co-wrote it with his co-authored it with his wife Samantha, and it's a story about how they left their hometown in Iowa to head out on this dream that they had to accomplish this dream of going through various American cities and interviewing people. To who have been, you know, have achieved some level of success in their life, to find out what it is that people are defining, how people are defining success, and how are they achieving success in various parts of America, and so he set out, uh, basically sold everything they had. They weren't married at the time, he and Samantha, and set out on what turned out to be a very difficult journey. They almost filed for bankruptcy along the way. They ended up getting married along the way, and ended up at the end of the day with an Emmy award-winning documentary. And so I had an opportunity to talk to Brandon just briefly outside. It's not a well-shot video. Uh, I did it on my iPad. One of the cameramen just... I, I grabbed the cameraman too and said, Hey, would you mind just filming a quick interview? And so it's not very professional. There's a lot of wind noise. So I apologize for that, but um, hopefully the content is very beneficial for you. It's about entrepreneurship and setting out on a scary a, a scary journey to achieve a big dream that you have. And so I hope you enjoy this video, with uh, this interview with Brandon T. Adams. Hi, I'm James Capel, and I'm here with my mentor, Brandon T. Adams, here in Orlando, Florida. And Brandon is the author of a book called The Road to Success, where he chronicles his first, I guess, foray into entrepreneurship as you left your house in Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just wanted to hear a little bit about your journey and what, what you talk about here with your wife. Yeah, the so, so the, the book, The Road to Success, is, is basically showing
1: the journey of creating the TV show of success in your city. And so my, my wife and I had this kind of moment, like, what is success? I had had some business success, what is called success, I guess, and made some money. And thought, there's got to be more in life. And so we dedicated literally traveling the country for a year to figure out what success meant from other people. And so we lived in different cities. We uh, got to meet new people, learn from athletes, to musicians, to entrepreneurs, to all kinds of new people that just lived on the streets. And really learned the core theme around what success meant. And it really changed how we looked at life. it was an endeavor that we went all in. I mean we let's read the book we sold our house, we sold all other things, I sold a business, went all in on this concept of the show, and it became more than just a show, it became a movement around success. Everybody finding their own version of success, whatever that may be for them, it's different for everybody in achieving that. And and so it's it was quite a journey to it's like you have this idea, you execute and it becomes reality. I mean the show went on to win some Emmy Awards, did a book about it, and now it's become education and everything else, it's pretty cool to see. It was three years ago when we came up with the idea on a beach in, in uh, Puerto Rico, and then now it's become a thing. A reality. Yeah, yeah,
0: So how was your, so were you successful in your own mind before you set out on this journey?
1: Again? So I, I achieved, I guess, somewhat business accolades, but I always, I had this experience in life where I always, like, achieve something and then go for what's next, what's next, right. what's next. And it was a bad habit of mine. And, and I, I felt like I achieved stuff, but I was still feel like I was unfulfilled in what I was doing. Um, and that was actually a problem of mine, you know. And I think after learning from all these different people, like one of the people we learned from, David France, the guy was homeless at one time, living on the streets, but he created this orchestra out of nothing supporting kids. And he was so happy. And it made me realize you, you don't need a lot of things. And that's right after the episode, we sold everything. Really, we don't need material things to be happy. We just do what we love. And, and so, to answer your question long story short, you know, I don't think I really saw myself as successful. I had achieved things, but I was very unsatisfied with, with where I was at.
0: Mm. You mentioned in the book how you needed fulfillment from other, or you needed acceptance from others yeah, uh, in yeah. order to feel fulfilled yourself. How did that change in you
1: at the end of your journey? There, the You know, I, I was always trying to prove something to everybody. And then finally I realized like, hey, I didn't need to prove shit to anyone. I did it, you know, I achieved my own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the big lesson is like being happy with you and not caring so much what other people think because I think the problem with this people, they care so much about what others think, their approval from them and, and justification like why you should do something. And, and, and for me, I realized like, you just do you. Just do what you want to do. Who cares what other people? You don't need to prove shit to anybody as you're happy with you and so that was kind of a changing point of me is being happy with who I am and realizing that success to me was just my own version and not have to be like everybody else so many people compare themselves to others and then what do they do they're like oh I'm not as far as I should be or whatever we all have our own version of success as long as we're being the best us instead of comparing ourselves to the world and so that changed for me and I realized that hey accepting myself for who I am yeah would you say that
0: def- defining your own personal uh, version or your own personal definition of success is a,
1: a major first step that you need that all entrepreneurs should take first before they set up? I think do the first thing people should do is ask themselves, "What does success mean to them?" Yeah, and they may not know it right away. You try different things, but mm-hmm. write down like what makes you happy, what fulfills you, what is success in your personal life, your relationships, your everyday activities, hobbies, your business, and Figuring out what that is, because you don't, you can't achieve something if you don't actually know what it is. Right. And then once you figure out what that is, that your own version of success, then you can achieve that. Instead of thinking like, "Hey, I see that in social media. I have to be wealthy, or I have to go make X amount of dollars, or I have to get this car." Society thinks that's success. I mean, if that's what you want, right. most people they want, they think they want certain things, but really they just want what like are doing they, they right? want acceptance, they want love, they want. Being around right people, they they want to do things they enjoy, and so really having that. The first step is figuring out what does success mean to you, and what do you really want, and then actually pursuing that.
0: So back to that first step, we had an interesting conversation last night about how yeah. difficult it is to take that first step to start achieving your
1: objectives or what your definition of success is. Why is that so difficult for people? People you fear what they don't know. Yeah. So we like security. We like we know we're comfortable. We fear when we don't know what's going to happen right. next but what i've found is when you do something uncomfortable out of your comfort zone that's when you grow and that's the only way to get real growth and, and real like big things that happen in your life so what happens is people they don't do anything they sit on the sidelines but they also fear what other people think of them they fear what their mom and dad are going to think sometimes their significant other society i say fuck that are they going to be the ones, if you're on your deathbed and you worry like they're the ones that made me like yeah. live a life of regret? Yeah. Who cares? At the end of the day, it matters what you want. It's your life. It's not theirs. You've got to live the life that you want. And so I've learned to go out of my comfort zone, not care what people think, even though sometimes it was embarrassing doing some things that I did as I was learning, and just always doing things that made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, doing things that scared me because when I did that, I grew, and I I grew myself to other levels, stretched to bigger opportunities. Versus being comfortable with a current fulfillment. Like you could go do a TV show and say you win an Emmy or whatever, and you're like, oh, okay, that's it, and you do nothing else with your life. That is very depressing. I want to always grow personally, and be the best version of myself, and that is.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's a valuable exercise to think about being on your deathbed and how you're going to back really what do you want to achieve? Uh, one of my mentors who's an ocean rower, her name is Ross Savage, and she talks about how she said about her objective of rowing across several oceans, all, all the world's oceans yeah. almost, by writing her own epitaph, is that what you call it? yeah you Yeah, what, I know what how you mean, did, yeah, I mean that's how, how we call them it. Yeah, obituary or whatever. Yeah, yeah. How how do I want people to look back on my life or recommend um, It's a good exercise.
1: Talk, talk about me after I'm dead. Yeah. It's a good exercise, and, but it's also like, where do you want to be? Some people, and I had this too, where it's like, you're doing all these things, you're on this path of trying to achieve all these things, and you realize like, do I even want this? Yeah. And you wake up and it's like, why am I even doing this? You've got to have a bigger why right. of why you're doing something. If you don't have the bigger why, then you're just you're on this hamster whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a 9 to 5 you're at a hamster wheel mm. doing something to realize maybe that you don't even care once you get to the end. And the problem is most people, they're always striving for that achievement, that award. Well, if they don't enjoy the journey, because the award is only like, what? 3% of the entire thing, 2% of your life. You need to enjoy the process and the journey, otherwise you're gonna be a miserable fucking person. I love that. Because you're gonna to get to that, it's like a race. Like, when you're practicing for that marathon, yeah. You got to enjoy all the times you're going to get up and it's going to be that more glorious when you cross the finish line. What happens if all you're thinking about is going across the finish line and that's all you're thinking about and you don't enjoy the journey. The you get across the finish line and then it's like, that's it?
0: Now what? Yeah, I love that. that. The journey is the thing. The journey is. You got to enjoy the <laughs> that's journey. That's yeah. That's awesome. I was just thinking about that today. So. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, I am curious about your wife and uh, yeah. how you guys... You mean how you're still together after yeah. after this whole journey? Yeah.
1: And did it improve your relationship or hurt it? I completely yeah. save us. I mean, I, you know, before think of this, the year we're getting married, we film a TV show that we're funding. We sell our house. We sell everything. We almost file bankruptcy. Um, we the country. We're in a hotel together at one point for 130 days straight. Um, that's ultimate tests test before you get married. Yeah. And then you plan an expensive wedding. You know what I mean? So it's like all these things. There was multiple times where we called the wedding off, all these things. But I'll tell you, that made us stronger. Like those moments, and now even three years later, it's really developed us as humans in a relationship together, and understanding our values each person individually as what success means to her and me. Um, I mean, it's definitely. I don't know. She's my rock. And she's the person that's really kind of held me, held me together along the way, whether she knew it or not. Yeah,
0: that's awesome that you also got to kind of test the relationship before you actually signed the contract, you know. And we definitely tested it. <laughs> Better than than after. So yeah. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Well, thanks a lot for your time. Yeah, I really thank appreciate you. This is, awesome. this is great, man. Thank I love you. it.